0: Hey how's it going everybody? This is your host Crimson and you're listening to another episode of the Catching Up With Crimson podcast. Thanks for joining me today. So uh, let's see what we got going on today. Um, as you guys know I like to start every podcast uh, with you know, a couple of today's notes, something that I just seen floating around in the uh, fandom worlds um, and then we get into the actual main topic of today. Uh, but before I do all that, I noticed that I keep forgetting to, um, let you guys know my, my social media handles. Um, so like I said, before I get any further, um, if you guys have any comments or recommendations about the show, please feel free to hit me up over at the, uh, catching up with Crimson podcast. And that's on my Instagram. And you can also find me on Twitter at DadFF. So yeah, don't forget to hit me up on one of those two handles. Uh, be you know, more than happy to answer you guys with any questions you guys might have or any recommendations you guys might have about the show. Um, but yeah, so let's just get into today's topics. Um, so with today's notes, a huge, huge, huge loss to the Harry Potter world. Um, I believe her name was Helen McCrory. Um, she passed away today at the age of 52. So, you know, sometime today just uh you know make sure you, you lift up today or lift up you guys's wands for that because um, yeah it was a huge huge loss in the harry potter world she played uh malfoy's mother um and um malfoy's mom Narcissa of malfoy so yeah big big deal um i believe she played in uh peaky blinders uh show on netflix too i haven't i haven't particularly or i haven't actually seen that one yet but um yeah i heard i heard uh i heard she's on there too uh, a couple other notes. Let me see. Oh, um, Doctor Strange two as um has is about two weeks, uh, out from finishing its uh its filming. So that's a little interesting. Um, I m- me myself, I've only seen seen the first Doctor Strange movie, um, about two or three times. Uh, it was it was good. It was good. Um, I didn't you know what I, I I didn't really care for it. Um, like it, like, it's not something that like, uh, like I'm just going to keep back and going and, you know, going to rewatch. Uh, I thought that, I don't know, just something about it just didn't land with me. Um, the, the, the villain was, was alright. Um, the way that he handled the Dormammu situation at the, um, end of the movie that, that was good too. Um, it, it just was it wasn't bad but it wasn't good. It just I don't know, it was kinda just just there, um, I guess to introduce the character. I know a lot of people loved it. I remember mean, when it first came out, um I had this trainer and he was like he had like the Funko Pop and he had like all kinds of stuff to um to to like show like his love for Doctor Strange pretty much, right? Um but yeah, I just I don't know, man. I just I just didn't really care for it. Um which kinda doesn't really say much, I guess, because I like the Captain Marvel movie. Um, I've watched that movie, you know, about four or five times over. Um, and I know some people wouldn't even touch that movie after the first time seeing it. So maybe I'm not the best person to go to on movies. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, this, this one, I, I'm i hearing through the grapevine, though, that Wanda Maximoff might actually be, well, Scarlet Witch now. Um, she's going to be in the movie, right? It's called, like, The Multiverse of Madness. Um and I'm I'm hearing that she's actually gonna be the next big villain for the MCU. So I'm curious to see how that's gonna how that's gonna work out um, with this movie. Cause I'm wondering if she's gonna be the villain now. So maybe it might be a better movie, um, especially with the uh, Spider-Man: The No Way Home. Um, I'm wondering, you know, how how that's gonna tie into it as well. Cause I heard Doctor Strange is supposed to be in there too. So maybe this one might be better than the first. Um, the first one, jeez, that was like an acid trip. Like you just all the different realms and everything and the um, the way that they like you know they showed it on the big screen like it was it was cool it was it was dope but I really think that's all the movie had going for it um I'm glad that it introduced us to like the ancient one and um what's that what's that dude's name played by Chitwell uh, uh, what was his name uh, Baron Mordo or Mordor yeah Baron Mordor I believe his name was. Um, I'm curious to see what happens with him because he looked like he was going rogue in the, uh, Dr. Strange movie. So yeah, I want to see what's happening with that. Um, for today as well, we all know that episode five of, uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier show had dropped. Um, it came out last night. So huge spoilers coming up with that. Um, I'm not going to go into detail, but I will, you know, like I usually do touch on a few things. Um, that kind of really stuck out to me. Um, so this show, to be honest, is like, it's really cutting deep. Like, with everything we have going on in the world, um, in particular in America, this show is just, it's, it's grabbing all of that. And I told, like, I had to stop myself like mid-watch and I had told my wife, um, cause she was in my office with my son when I was watching this movie or watching this episode, and I was like, I was like, babe, I was like, you really might want to, you know, consider, consider watching this show because like, it's, it's just really getting, it's getting good. Like it's, um, this is right around the time. I think that the WandaVision show had picked up as well. So maybe Disney plus is just like doing something with, with, um, these series, like right around, um, like episode five. Right. So, um, this one, man, this one's just, it's blowing my mind. Um, so as we know in the in the last season four, it ended off with um, with John Walker, the new Captain America. Um, it ended off with him killing um, one of those um, Flag Smasher uh, personnel, right? And it wasn't even the one that killed Lamar. I'll put that out there. It wasn't even the one that killed Lamar because it was Carly that actually kicked Lamar into a pillar. Um, yeah, it was. It wasn't even the one that killed Lamar, but. Like he chases him down and he kills him, and this picks up right after that, obviously. And it um, the who is it? Bucky and Sam meet up with him, uh, with John Walker in like this rundown like warehouse type building. And Sam's like, "All right, dude, you need to give it up, like you know for sure this time. Like I'm like I'm not gonna ask you again." And um, they go into like a tussle. They go into a fight. And um, really, the only one that could hold his own with the new cap is um, is Bucky, you know, because he's a super soldier. And now that um, John Walker has taken the uh, the super soldier serum, uh, he he pretty much just. He pretty much he he pretty much can hold his own against Bucky. Right. So. So they're going against each other. Um, I didn't. I didn't think that Sam was gonna be able to do much, but he actually does. Um, towards the end, you know, even after he he gets his wings w- wings ripped off, right? He gets his wings ripped off by John Walker. John Walker's about to do the same thing that he did to that other guy in the last episode with killing him with the with the shield. And um, I don't know, dude. Like Bucky just steps in, and I got some like Captain America Civil War vibes um, when they're when they're removing the shield from John Walker. And if you guys remember. In the Captain America Civil War movie, um, Bucky is trying to rip off the Stark reactor from Tony and they're like straining to do it. And then Tony just ends up blowing his whole arm off. Um, and then I got like some some Infinity War vibes right from like when they're taking off the, the, the gauntlet from Thanos. So the, the whole the whole fight for that part was was pretty cool. Um, eventually, Sam does get um, Sam does get the the, the shield And Bucky, it it looked like a weird transition for Bucky, actually, because when he's when he's going to give it to Bucky or when he's going to give it to Sam, um, Bucky just kind of like looks at it for a minute and then he finally hands it over. So I wonder if that might come into play later where he's like, you know, hey, like, you know, I actually want the shield now. And they kind of they kind of fight about it. But um, no, I'm just kidding. I don't I don't think that that's what will happen. But so Sam dips out. He's still got the shield in hand looks like he's about to go somewhere um, with it but before that um, John Walker has to sit in front of this committee and he's pretty much like the committee's just telling him uh, it's the GCR and um it's yeah it's the GCR and the committee's just telling him like hey like like after what you did killing a foreign national on their ground like you know like you're done you're no longer gonna be captain America. So if you guys know anything about the comics, though, um, he, John Walker, actually, when he stops becoming Captain America, he actually becomes U.S. agent after that. So he's telling the committee, like, hey, like, like, I've dedicated my life by your mandates. I've dedicated or lived my my life by your mandates. Um, I'm only doing what you guys trained me to do. Right. And this committee's like, hey, when you retire, you're not going to hold any ranks. You're not going to get any benefits. You're not going to get you're basically going to be a nobody all the time that you've ever done. The three Medal of Honors, like, who cares? Like, you're you're done here, son. And they don't even give him him an honorable discharge. And you know what, up until this point, it's not that I sided with Johnny Walker. It's just that I've known soldiers who have personally gone through, you know, they might have gotten like a DUI in the army, and they just get kicked out. Like, they've had like multiple D de- or not multiple dy's <laughs> um they've had multiple deployments they've had um, like you know all these awards for valor or or whatever it might be in the army or whatever branch of military that they're in pretty much just says um yeah we're done you know you like thanks for your service but you can't have a dy and i and i, and I understand you know being held to like a certain standard i i get that part but accidents do happen shit happens um, nobody's perfect. And I think that just because you have one bad day, it should not take away or demerit the rest of, you know, your, your 10, 12, 15 year tenure in the army and, or, or whatever, uh, branch of service they were in. And, um, you know, so John's just going through it. He's pretty much just been like, Hey, you know, I gave my whole life to you guys. And you guys are just telling me that because I had one bad day. And I get it. He killed somebody, but, you know, maybe like some rehabilitation is, is, in, is supposed to be put in place, um, you know, instead of just reprimand. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, that's, that's going to be something to look into. But with all that happening, once he gets done with that little court meeting, he actually meets this lady called, um, oh, geez, what was her name? Uh, it was Contessa uh, Valentina Alegra de Fontaine. Um so he meets this lady or she meets him rather and oh well, like she hands she hands his wife a card but she's being like super rude to his wife as well um she hands his wife a card and um i guess he had spoke with her before because he she said something about answering a call and um she's like we'll be in touch she's like call me if you need anything type deal um so that's that's pretty much all they all they show from that but um from what I understand in the comics, I think she was like a love interest of, um, of Nick Fury's. So I, I'm curious to see what's going on with that. Um, then it goes, it jumps forward to, um, Baron Zemo, um, and Sokovia and he's visiting, um, cause Baron Zemo is actually like a, he's, he's like a big deal there. Um, it, well, his family's a big deal, um, like some monarchy stuff, um, Bucky meets up with him and he's uh Bucky looks like he's getting ready to, to to shoot him. He looks like he's got a gun in his hand, like he's either getting ready to arrest him or to shoot him. And which is pretty interesting because Up until this point we, we we don't really see Bucky kill anybody, and I think that has to do with like his whole winter soldier background where he's like, Oh, I'm not an assassin anymore. I'm just you know, I'm pretty much just trying to do better in the world. Um but Berendim was in Sokovia, Bucky, Bucky points a gun at him and he fires, but there's nothing in there, you know, there's nothing in, in his magazine. Um, and then he just drops all these nine mil mags or nine, excuse me, nine, nine mil mags, um, drops all these, uh, nine mil rounds onto the floor. So we're left thinking, you know, what, what, What's Bucky doing at this time? And then all of a sudden the, um, the Wakandan, um, oh, I can't really speak or say their name. Um, uh, what is it called? The, uh, something with a D anyways, um, they show up and they arrest, um, Zemo and they take him back to this place called the raft. Um, so they're going to take him back over there. He's going to be locked up for a while. I'm guessing. And, um, it was all, it was all because of, because of Bucky, um, So going forward a little bit more, um, oh, what had happened? Oh, 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 um, so they go back to, to Baltimore, um, to Maryland and Sam goes to meet with Isaiah and he has the shield with him. Now this part was interesting to me because I don't, I don't think the world understands like you know, not, not, I'm not getting political, right. I'm not, I'm not getting political at all. I just see it as like a history thing. So I would never try to try to give anybody, um, any, like anybody, any type of advice about slavery, because I don't know shit about slavery besides of what I read in my history books and what it was taught to me. But if I try to tell somebody that was, you know, African, from the African-American descent, if, or that slavery wasn't that bad or something or if i try to tell them that you know here's the reasons why it was so bad um i would not know where to begin because that's that's not really my history for me to speak of and I, I wouldn't speak about it because it has it doesn't have anything to do with my with my like it has everything to do with american history but it doesn't have everything to do with my particular history right so mine has to do with like Emiliano Zapata mine has to do with like Pancho Villa Mine has to do with, um, with Cesar Chavez and, you know, all of those great names. So I would never try to tell, you know, somebody who was like I said, African-American anything about slavery. But I like where Sam was going with this because he brought the shield back to somebody who he could get advice from. And he brought it back to Isaiah Graves. Now... When he's bringing it back there, he's pretty much just, you know, it looks like he's getting ready to give him or show him the shield, give him the shield, you know, whatever. And Isaiah's just like, nah, dude, like leave it covered up. I don't want to see that. Um, And he takes him into his house and he pretty much, he gives him like the rundown of what happens, um, you know, in, in like his, in his life pretty much. So Isaiah Graves is still presumed dead according to the world Um, when he was getting experimented on for 30 plus years um, he, he met this nurse, right? And this nurse pretty much just said, you know, Hey, we're going to play the game and we're going to pretend like you're dead. And we're just going to kill you, take you off the books, whatever. And you can go live your, live your life, however you see fit. Um, but this was after the world had painted Isaiah as a villain or not a villain, but as like a bad guy, because he chose to help out his boys, um, by breaking out of, uh, um, like a facility or something. And he goes and saves them because, He hears that, um, he calls them the brass, but the brass and, you know, in uh, military talk means like your leaders above that are officers. And he's like, no, he's like, you know, I'm, I'm breaking them out because the brass is saying that, um, they're going to bomb the whole place and get rid of these guys that the serum didn't work for. So he's going over there or he's doing that. And, um, and that makes him like an enemy of the state pretty much. And then he gets locked up and, um, yeah, so Sam is just kind of just wanting to hear his story about why he has the shield, and um, Isaiah is just hitting him with some knowledge, hitting him, hitting him some, with some real truth. He's like, you know, you think that, you know, they they wanted to see a black man hold that shield. You think that, you know, they will ever let a black man hold that shield? And and it's not that the show is like is like gravitating towards like racism or what what the world is doing wrong. or... I just saw it as like, you know, the show has just been, you know, just like really rooted in how society treats, not society, I guess. Well, yeah, society, how society treats people of color without actually saying, you know, any any derogatory terms or, or names. Um, it's It's been interesting to see how the show like just shows that side of of everything and it just really bringing it around for the superheroes as well because um, you know if this were real life which is how they're portraying it um you know this is this is something that we, that could an avenue that these guys could possibly go down um you know I, I know not too long ago there was a um I, I don't agree with you know anything that happens as far as you know police brutality or um, you know, anybody that, that, that tries to be defiant towards the law, I'm just speaking on, you know, the incident that had happened in the world. Um, but in the, in real life, I think it was about like a month ago or two weeks ago, there was a Lieutenant in the army, um, black dude. And, um, I guess he was not wanting to get out of his vehicle. And there was two cops that were like, Oh, like his words verbatim were, um, well, you're about to ride the lightning son. I'm guessing referencing to, um, to tase him. And the, and the officer was like, no, he's like, I'm not getting out of my car. It's a traffic violation. I don't have to get out of my car. I know the law, yada, yada. And the, and the officer is just like, no, like get the F out, you know, whatever, whatever. And excessive force, it, it looked like excessive force, but had he had lis- been listening to, maybe it wouldn't have gotten that bad. I don't know. I wasn't there. I've just seen what I, what I see on the video. Um, but it. It pertains to stuff like that, though, and it, and like I said, not getting too political because I'm not picking sides. I'm just I'm just giving you guys the information. Um, it, it happens, and no matter what side of the fence you're standing on, you know you they have their points, and the other side has their points, um, and they're both valid to to each other. And I think instead of just saying no, you're wrong, no, you're wrong, um, everybody should just look at at the whole situation as if it was one of your children no no color involved but if it was somebody personal to you if one one of your children was involved in that um and i and i think everybody would take it more to heart at that point because ultimately that was somebody's children that that or that was somebody's kid that was somebody's son that that might have felt like he was violated or or that was also somebody's son who was in that cop's position so i know sorry that was a little little rant on that but But yeah, it's just, it just, this show is just so moving when it comes to, you know, problems that, that people, that real people deal with. And they're, they're doing a good job at making it into real life scenarios. Um, But yeah, after that, so Sam goes back to his sisters in New Orleans and um, they're, they're fixing up the boat, getting ready to sell it. Um, They're, they're doing all the maintenance to it and all that. Um, And John Walker actually, while Sam and Buck are doing that, John Walker actually goes to see Lamar's parents and this dude is such a piece of shit because he's telling his parents that he got justice for John or for Lamar and I mean I get it dude you want to give him like a like a peace of mind I I see that part but like don't lie to these people who just got through got you know done dealing with something that you know it's is horrific like that like they just lost their son you know over in foreign soil like i don't know he i know he's trying he was trying to comfort them and he was like yeah he's like i i killed the person that killed him but it wasn't it was carly you know and sorry i had to I had to take a little sip there <laughs> um but yeah he's he's just sitting there and just i don't know and i want to blame the serum but you can't because Dr. Erskine, in the first Captain America movie, had said it makes good, great, and it makes bad, evil, or bad, worse, or something, so it's, it's him, it's, it's, it's Johnny Walker that's, that's being an ass, and he's being a liar, and that's not right, man, and it it looked, it was kind of cool, though, because his sister looked like, you know, like, she's a, you know, she's a bullshit reader, and she was like, nah, like, you know, I, I know you're fucking lying about this, dude, like, like, who really killed my brother, was it you, and, um. I don't know, it was, it was just, it was a weird, weird moment for them, but going back, uh, to Sam and Bucky, they're still in New Orleans, still on the fishing boat, um, we actually get to see, uh, Sam, uh, training, he's training with the, with the shield now, see, what I noticed in the first fight, though, was, um, you know, when, with these, uh, first fight, with the first fight with Sam Buck and, um, and Johnny Walker, um, it was it was a little different because the way they fought against the shield, you know what I mean. They spent so much time um, working with the shield that they actually forgot how to work against the shield. I thought, and um, and I mean that because it, they didn't really know how to counter his moves. So, in this in this time in the in the episode, um, we see we see um, we see Bucky and Sam you know, just tossing the shield around, having, having a, you know, having a little frisbee fight, it looks like, Um, (laughs) I'm just kidding, not a frisbee, a frisbee fight, Um, but it looks like he, like, Sam's, like, you know, taking it serious, and he's just like, hey, you know, you know, uh, I'm gonna train with it, Bucky actually has a little heart, heart heart-to-heart with Sam, and was like, hey, you know what, like, I understand why you went to go talk to Isaiah, like, I, like, you know, I, I get it now, I'm sorry that, you know, I, I couldn't really, understand before because I'm not, you know, I'm not a person of, of colored descent. And, you know, I, like, I, like, I, I'm sorry, pretty much. So it was cool that, that little exchange that they had. Um, I really, I really enjoyed that. And I like seeing Sam, you know, with the shield, you know, it's, it belongs to him and that's who Steve gave it to. So it, it was nice to see that, that side of him or that side of, uh, of Sam coming out pretty much. Um, he looks like, it looks like he's taking a lot of pride with it. Um, but, after that, we see uh, Carly, and she's actually um, she actually linked up with uh, George St. Pierre, and um, they're they're going against. Um, he's he's helping out the Flag Smashers um, with their with their whole mission, and even one of the dudes was like, "Oh, so we're working with criminals now." One of the Flag Smashers was like, "Oh, you know, we're working with criminals," and Carly's like, "Oh, we are criminals. Like, haven't you heard?" And now I'm starting to see like, "Oh, okay, like." Like you're like you're you're a little mischievous. You're you know, you're not doing this for for the bigger picture now. Like you're actually doing this to, to mess everything up. So um, you know, it's it's gonna be interesting. Um, you know, oh I forgot. Oh, I forgot. Um Bucky the whole reason why he came out to New Orleans was to was to drop um something off to uh Sam and what he dropped off was actually um, what he dropped off was actually um, a new set of wings because, you know, how, how Sam got his ripped up. It was a new set of wings. So and and I'm guessing that it's from Wakanda. So I want to know if he's got some vibranium wings now, if you know, if that's going to fix a lot of what a, a lot of what's going on. So it's gonna be curious to see that. Um, I, I'm I'm looking forward to the new wings and him using a shield now. So it's it's yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with all that. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what, the, uh, see what the next episode is going to have. Um, let me see. They had a, a mid credit scene. Not that I wasn't excited, but it's, it's just pretty, it's pretty much John Walker fixing his suit and doing his own thing with that. Um, so it's, it's, it was nothing too special. I was kind of hoping for a bigger cameo, but WandaVision taught me to not really look forward to anything with, Um, With these shows as far as Easter eggs and as far as new appearances from like, you know, the Fantastic Four or the X-Men or or something along those lines. So I don't know. I mean, like I said, I was looking forward to it, but I get it. You know, it's their big cameo behind that was um, was Johnny Walker finding finally becoming U.S. agent, which is who he becomes after um, uh, after after what's it called? Um, Yeah, after he becomes Cap. So, um, so yeah, so pretty much, I think that's it about episode five. Um, Ooh, so that means that we can actually get into today's topic, which is something that is also near and dear to my heart. Not like how Harry Potter was more along the lines of like adult stuff to watch now. Right. Um, so, to me, big, to me, Game of Thrones is, is like a big deal. I think I started watching it, um, let me see, I think I started watching about like four years ago. Yeah, because season seven had, three or four years ago, season seven had just, um, that came out when, after I got done watching, binge watching seasons one through six, and I was able to follow that um, as it came out, um, you know, like every every Friday or every whenever their, their dates were, but Game of Thrones is about to celebrate its 10... It's called the Iron Anniversary, is what, is what HBO Max is calling it. Um, and they're about to celebrate their Iron Anniversary 10 years of... Since the first episode aired. So I'm curious to see all, like, the little back director cut, you know, things that, that might be leaking and all, like, the, the um, other episodes that maybe they, they didn't put in or, you know, parts of the episodes they didn't put in or whatever... Um, But yeah, so today's topic is going to be about um, my top five favorite Game of Thrones episodes. Um, This isn't really going to be any like, it. yeah, they're like my top five, right? But because in, in all honesty, like it's so hard to pick a Game of Thrones episode that's like that's like one of the best. Like, like you have like I don't know. It, it's it's so hard for me to pick like them in like a ranking because they all have things about them that are so vital and so so important to like the whole Game of Thrones world. And it's um I don't know. I so th- this this is just a is just the favorites list that that I would you know if I, if I was like a fan um talking to like another fan um you know I I wouldn't. I don't know. This is weird. Okay. So with everything else in the world, like, or in the fandoms, I would definitely give everybody like, oh, boom, like, here's why I love this one. And this is why this is my number one. Um, But with Game of Thrones, like I said, there's so many different episodes that are just so good in their own way that you have to see it from that aspect. Like you, you could like the dialogues of like Game of Thrones, or you could like the fighting or you could like, you know, the mischievous bullshit that like they do like behind each other's backs. Um, but it just, it just depends on what you like. Um, this is another show that I introduced to my wife and I was like, Hey, if you want to be with me, you got to watch Game of Thrones. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) if I I was like, Hey, um, you know, this is just something I think you'll, you should watch, babe. And, you know, she, I remember her telling me when she first got into it, she was like, the reason why I didn't like this show was because the dialogue, you know, it was just really rich information. Like you had to like actually pay attention and you actually had to like, you know, dissect what they were saying because there's, it. it's easy to, to not understand what they were trying to do in the show. Right. But once she got into it, she was like, Oh wait, like I had to watch this over and I had to watch that over because I missed things. And I've seen this series, like she's probably more than 10 times. Um, yeah, for, for sure. Like I've seen this whole series, like definitely more than 10 times. Um, and, uh, I, 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 I tell myself, like I learned something new every single time I watch it um so it's, this is just to me it's it's a good show it's it's you know it's one of the best that's ever came out season eight to say what you want about season eight but it happened and this is something that it kind of like it's hard for me as like a comic book fan or just a fan of any fandom that I I'm not a hater I don't like go into things thinking like oh like this sucks I would never support it ever again like I give it a try, and I'm like, all right, like regardless of who the actors are, like I even said this on previous co- podcasts, I didn't like Ben Affleck as as Batman, um, being casted as Batman, but boy was I wrong, you know. I I didn't know who Heath Ledger was before he was casted as as the Joker, and boy was I wrong, you know. And if I would have listened to, um, you know, my ignorance, I guess you can say about those actors and just be like, no, nah, I can't watch it because they suck. Um, which is what a lot of people do is they'll be like, Oh, Ben Affleck, who's he? And, you know, just talking their crap. And I'm like, dude, just, just give it a damn, tr- just give it a damn try. You know, don't, don't knock it until you see it. And boy, like every time I see these shows, like you know, or these movies and I'm, and I'm, and I want to be proven wrong. I want to see, you know, Robert Pattinson kill this Batman movie that he's about to be in. Um, it, that's just going to be amazing, dude. Like it, like, I can, with the way that his acting is, I can already tell this movie is just going to blow every expectation out of the water. And I'm glad, you know, and when, it, when he was first cast, I was a little skeptical. I was like, man, sparkles, you know, like, like pretty much what everybody called him from Twilight. Anyways, I'm not going to get into that. But yes, with this show, these, I'm just going to give you guys my five favorite episodes. Um, It's, you know, one isn't more important than the other, um, but I'm, I'm going to give you guys my five. All right. So we're going to start off, we're going to start off with the Reigns of Casimir, um, and I hope I'm saying that right. It looks like it's, uh, Casimir is actually spelled C-A-S-T-A-M-E-R-E, um, so it might be Casimir, uh, Castamere, maybe I'm just saying it too fast, but that's in Season 3, Episode 9. Um, so if you guys know anything about that that episode, right, that episode was so mind-turning, like it, like you seriously had had to been like a loyal fan of this show and like oh okay you know what actually no you could have watched that episode and still been thrown like thrown a a curveball right because at that point you know Rob is going to go go see the phrase over at the twins um and you know I'm just gonna put this out there if you're not a Game of Thrones fan you're not gonna understand a lot of these references that I'm that I'm saying and like the things that I'm gonna be talking about on this, so um, just just listen, right? And I try, I'll, I swear, I'll try to explain it to you the best way I can. Um, it it's um let's let's start like this. So in the reigns of Casimir, you know, we have the death of the king in the north, and um, we also have the death of Talisa Stark, which is um, Robb Stark's lady. I'm guessing she's the queen, right? Like she's got to be the queen if she's married to the king in the north, and we also have the death of poor gray wind which is the dire wolf of rob stark um so what happens in that episode is rob rob goes to see walder frey at the twins and lord frey is just he's being a fucking smart ass with rob so immediately i'm already like at the beginning of this episode the first time me watching i'm like okay what's going on with this with this picture um you know why is this dude so disrespectful towards the king in the north like i get it like You the king of the north had promised to be with one of your one of your daughters or your granddaughters or whatever the hell you were trying to pimp off to him. But like you like you've got some up your sleeve if you if you're being this ballsy. You know, usually people in lower power being ballsy to people in higher power, it's because they got they got something on them, right? So um Rob, you know, Rob is talking with them and he he tries to apologize to Lord Frey, and Lord Frey's like, nah, he's like, you need to apologize to my daughters. And um Rob was like, you know what? Good point. Um, Rob apologizes to Lord Frey's daughters and Lord Frey starts over complimenting Talisa. you know, he's like, you know, he said that Rob said that he, um, you, he, he traded me in for love. Um, but it looks like he traded me in for firm tits and, a and a firm backside or, or some dumb shit like that. And Rob, you know, was like, all right, dude, like, like that's enough. Um, and, uh, he, he was about to put a stop to it, but then his mom stopped him um, uh, Lady Stark had stopped him, and, uh, I was like, you know, what, you're, this dude's either being either being really brave or really foolish, um, but the whole reason why they were at the twins was because Lord Edmure was supposed to get married, right, so Lord Edmure is about, is getting married off to, um, one of Lord Frey's, I believe his daughter, um, and it's supposed to, it's called the red wedding afterward, right? Because all the blood that was shed. Um, but he's, you know, Lord Lord is getting his new bride. Um, you know, luckily for him, for him, she, you know, she was a, an attractive girl. Um, and they have the feast going on, right? During the feast, um, the song, the reigns of Casimir, which is, which is dated and more pertaining to the Lannisters. So like, it had something to do with, um, with like the Lannisters. Uh, getting rid of some house back in the day. I can't remember which one exactly off the top of my head because I'm trying to remember all these episodes. Um and the information about them. But yeah, it has something to do with that. So Lady Lady Stark, Catelyn Stark, hears the song after oh, this was I'm sorry. This was actually after um they get everybody out of out of the feast um area. And uh yeah so they so they get everybody out. Um they have like a wedding in a bedding ceremony. And with the bedding, all the women grab the men. Which was Lord Edmure and all the men grab... Well, I don't actually... I don't know if they grab her, to be honest. But um, they, like, hoist him up. And, like, they go take him to the bed so that way they can consummate the marriage. And they can have a child or whatever they're trying to do. And when that happens, Lady Stark... Um, they close the doors. Lady Stark is like, hey, I recognize that song. Why would you be playing that at a wedding? So she noted, or she's talking with Bruce Bolton and she notices that he's wearing armor underneath his, his wedding, um, ceremony clothes. She's like, Rob go. And then, um, lady, not lady Stark. Um, lady Talisa gets shanked right in her belly. She's pregnant with Rob Stark's, you know, heir. They were going to, um, they were going to call him Ned or Edard, rather. Um, little Ned Stark after his dad who just, you know, who was beheaded. And, um, yeah, so she gets shanked in her belly. Um, Rob gets, uh, riddled with, or actually do, do arrows riddle? I don't know. That's a, that's a good question. But anyways, he gets shot with arrows, right? And, um, oh, what had happened? Something happened in between then. Um, but, Lady Stark is just begging Lord Frey to let, let Rob walk out. Um, you know, Talisa's already dying. She's bleeding out all over the place. Um, and she's begging Lord Frey to let Rob just walk out. You know, she's so, she loves her son so much that, you know, she's like, you know, take me, you know, I'm sorry. He disrespected you, but let him go, Rob, get up, get up, go walk away. And, um, then Bruce Bolton just comes up and shanks Rob in, in the, um, in the chest ultimately killing him. Right. Um, but before that, uh, Lady Stark had actually grabbed Walder Frey's new wife. And he's like, on my, she's like, on my honor as a Tully, on my honor as a Stark, I will kill this girl. And then Lord Frey was just like, whatever, I'll find another girl. So he finds another one, um, or not, he finds another one. Um, so she goes ahead. No, I mean, he does later, but she goes ahead and, um, and kills him or her, kills his, kills his wife, um, and, oh, and then somebody comes up and slits Lady Stark's throat, and, like I said, with Grey Grey Wind dying, um, man, like, they really went all out for this episode, like, they beheaded both Grey Wind and Rob, and they sewed Grey Wind's head on top of Rob's body, Um, and man, like when you're, when you're watching that part, um, so the mountain, no, I'm sorry. The hound actually was trying to bring Arya, um, to, to the wedding. So that way he can get some ransom money for, you know, bringing her there and, and whatever. And, um, man, like she, she woke up and saw it after, you know, she got knocked out. Um, and I don't know, man, like just I, I couldn't imagine seeing, you know, some like a sight like that. But the Reigns of Casimir, that episode was just, geez, like it was, it was just something else. Um, a couple other interesting things that happened during that episode, um, you know, more notable parts, I guess you will. Is that's actually one of the times or the excuse me, the first time that we actually see Bran, Bran uh, tap into his warg abilities with Hodor and the Dire Wolves. Um, that's actually during the part where John is with the wildlings. Um, he tricked them to believing that he was going to be a part of their little band of brothers. And, um, and, uh, it's like right around the time that he kills Oral, um, yeah, it's right around that time that he kills, that John kills Oral and, um, Oral's like, you know, Hey, um, you know, he's a, he's a fucking crow, yada, yada. And um, right before John stabs him, he's like, Yeah. He's like, I have always been you you've been right this whole time, you know. Kudos to you for being right. Um like I said, Arya and Sandor Clegane are um are traveling to the twins. And um she she was with him the whole time. Um, you know, just they're they're making their journey on on that way. Um so yeah, pretty much just that. The uh, second episode I would like to talk about. So these next three episodes are actually going to be a part of season four. Um, what's funny is my wife asked me, um, which, which season was my favorite one. And I, and I pretty much told her, I was like, man, I was like, I don't think I have one. And this was about like a week ago, about a week ago. Just kidding. Um, yeah, this is about like a week ago and I couldn't think of one. I was like, man, like, I don't know. Cause like either you jump forward and you're like, Oh, like, you know, this happened, this happened, or you jump later in the season, seasons, and you're like, oh, wait, but this happened. Um, it's definitely not season eight. Um, not because of how it was made, but because of how short it is. Um, but an episode from season eight is actually on my, is on my favorites episode list. Um, but for this particular one, this one was a lion in the rose. Um, and if you guys know anything about that, that's when Joffrey died, right? So King Joffrey died. Um, and I just thought it was orchestrated so beautifully. Um, so Joffrey and Marjorie are finally wed um, and he dies at his wedding. Lady Olena slips a poison called the Strangler into his cup when nobody was watching. Um, but that was the that was the poison that she got from Sansa's necklace. And um, how Sansa got that necklace was from Sir Dantos. And I believe he got it from Littlefinger, right? Um, so because I, I know he conspired with the Tyrells on that piece. Um, hold on, let me take a little sip. So yeah, I had it had to do something with that, um, with with Littlefinger helping um helping the Tyrells conspire against against the crown. Um, but before Joffrey dies at his actual wedding feast, um, he he's antagonizing Tyrion like how he always does. He's just being a dick to him for no freaking reason other than that's his short ass uncle. Um, but they have this battle, the reenacted battle of the Five Kings um, by five dwarves. And it was after that that King Joffrey uh, makes his makes Tyrion his cupbearer. Tyrion's like, oh, you do me the great honor. He's like, it's not meant to be an honor. And he's just like, all right, well, you know, I was just trying to say something just to be nice, but whatever, dick. Um, so it would it would honestly make sense that why Tyrion, this is why I was saying it was so orchestrated beautifully, because I don't think Lady Orlena thought that, um, that Joffrey was going to be such a dick to Tyrion that they would have blamed him for it. Um, because either way it looked like she was going to, she was going to carry out this mission, right? Cause she didn't want Marjorie being married to Joffrey anyways, cause he was just a fucking little shit. Um, so it would make sense that why, um, why Tyrion wanted his, his king slash nephew dead. Also just be, like I said, with the battle of the five Kings with like the dwarves, um, just in that fight, um, Oh, you know what? Wait, a little bit before this episode was was with the Reigns of Casimir, where um, the Lannisters. Oh, you know, what? I forgot to say that um, Bruce Bolton was just, or was like, wait, did I forget? I don't know. I'll have to look back. Um, <laughs> um, Bruce Bolton was like, yeah, the Lannisters send the regards. So right before that, um, you know, Sansa already knew that the Lannisters had had killed, you know, her brother, and now with this, you know, it would make it would make sense with the knowledge Sansa has. On why her and Tyrion would conspire to kill to kill the king, right? Um, so with the Battle of five of the Five Kings being reenacted, she got to see you know her brother um, pretty much just killed on in, in, in the old or not in the old in the in the stupid fashion of where what these dwarves are making jokes about it. Um, but you want you want to know something weird is I knew it was fucking Olenna the whole time. Not that it was a bad thing doing what she did, but I knew it was her because the way that she cried out. Immediately after he started choking um, or after it was actually Marjorie who had no idea that it was that, you know, that this was going to happen, I believe. Um, but Lady Olena was like, like, uh, you um, helped the poor boy. And I was like, hold on. Like, why, why do they cut to you real quick? Like, what? Like, what? Like, what were you so significant about? I, I'm, I'm over here watching Joffrey die. Why did they zoom in on your face? So you know, I'm curious. I was curious after that to see see what was going on. Um, But you know what? All with everything going on, though, Joffrey got to die around his parents. He got to die around people who who loved him. You know, Jamie and and Cersei. Um, so it's definitely more than what he deserved. You know, fucking prick. Um, but it, Joffrey, did, yeah, he definitely got got. Um, you know, I mean, I know he was strangled to death, but at least he died in his mom's arms. You know, he didn't go die in, you know. However he however he killed Braz or you know and, you know however else he he tormented and killed. Um, a couple other mentions that I would like to talk about in the actual episode is um, at the beginning of the episode, which was um, we got to see a, another ruthless side of Ramsey Bolton. Um, was when Tansy, um, who is Ramsey's bed warmer, um, nice word for a whore, I guess, <laughs> um, but we see her get mauled by his by his hounds, and um, you know him and Randa and Riker chasing her. And all you... You don't get... Actually, you don't see it, but... You do get to hear it. And, um... You know, she's over there screaming, and all of a sudden, she just like... The, the dog... The hounds are gnarling on her, and, um... You know... I don't know. It's... I don't know. That that was a little messed up. Um... This is this, also the episode where Jamie is adjusting to his new golden hand that he gets cut off. His right hand. And, um... Bronn is actually the one that trains him to fight with his left hand. Um... This is where Roos actually makes it back to the Dreadford and, um, and has to confront Ramsey about, about Reek. And, um, he was just, you know, Roos was telling Ramsey like, oh, like, you know, I needed him to trade for Moat Kalen against the Greyjoys, but you mutilated him. So now I have nothing left to trade. And Ramsey's like, yeah, Dion would have, would have, um, uh, would have betrayed us, but Reek won't. And he tests out the waters with telling Reek that um that the Starks are dead. That King Ke- that his best friend Rob Stark was dead. Um this is also the episode where Tyrion makes Shay leave. Um but as we know, she didn't freaking leave. Um as we know she she actually went to the the Tower of the Hand and got f- her freak on with, with his dad. So um yeah, damn girl. I oh, can't stand her ass. Anyways, okay. So <laughs> Um, the next episode I'm going to talk about is, um, the mountain and the viper. Now, if you guys know anything about me, I'm a huge Mandalorian fan. I, I've got all the pops. If I'm looking at them right now, I've got Quill. I've got, um, Tano, I've got the client. I've got two different Mandalorian pops. I've got Boba Fett. I've got, uh, Grogu. I've got, Um, one of the Jawas, and I've got Moff Gideon. And just to throw it in there for a little bit of flavor, I actually have uh, Supreme Leader Kylo Ren. Um, So those are all my Star Wars pops, but the bulk of those are from The Mandalorian. So I I love that show, um, but I really love it because I... Pedro Pascal is just a dope actor. He's just amazing. And um, that's why I'm bringing up this next episode because um, Prince Oberyn uh, Martell is actually one of my favorite characters in all of Game of Thrones. So when I'm looking up on my right side at my Game of Thrones pops, I know I just have so many, Oberyn's right behind me. Um, and was, what was weird was when I was actually putting these pops up, uh, my wife's like, Oh, like put the mountain, you know, over here and put so-and-so over here. And, um, And I was like, well, I have to put Oberyn like really far away from the mountain because I don't want to see that shit. (laughs) I had to live that once in this episode and it was more than enough for me. But what I'm getting at is if you guys have seen this episode, the mountain and the Viper, you know that this is where Tyrion's fate is going to be determined by the trial by combat that he, that he asked for again. Um, this is where Prince Oberyn actually says in the, in the previous episode that he's going to stand in to be his champion, to fight against the mountain, um, But this is where Prince Oberyn dies. Um, Oberyn agrees that um, that he's going to go against or stand as Tyrion's champion in the uh, trial by combat. Um, But he only agrees because he knows that the mountain was given orders from Lord Tyrell, or um, Lord Tywin. Sorry, not Tyrell. um, Lord Tywin um, for the rape and murder of Elia Martell, which is his sister, who was once um wed to was it Rhaegar Rhaegar Targaryen um so Oberin's like no like I'm finally going to give my sister justice because the mountain you know killed and killed her kids and her in very bad ways um so yeah so he, he's getting his revenge um during the fight Oberyn seems to have the upper hand right um with how he moves and how he wounds the mountain but he's just so fucking cocky. And like me watching it, like, well, you know, what? anybody watching this episode, you're like, dude, like, do not have a favorite character because they're going to die. Like, like, don't don't have a favorite character because they're going to freaking die. All the good guys die. And this one was one of the ones that I was honestly tricked because I was like, no, like, they wouldn't do that to my boy. They wouldn't massacre my boy. Um, You know, like, like it's just not going to happen. Right. But it freaking did. And, the, and Oberyn was so damn cocky, he stood super close to the mountain, and he's telling the, the mountain, you know, he's like, oh, you can't die until you confess, and whatever, whatever. Oberyn stands close to Sir Gregor. Sir Gregor, while lying on his back, flips, hits his, like, Achilles heel, and flips him. Oberyn goes on the floor. The mountain picks up Oberyn by his freaking throat lifts him up socks him in the face his teeth go spewing out of his mouth like he had a bunch of bees in there or some shit his teeth get knocked out of his mouth the mountain um the mountain then jumps on top of him you know and this is after the mountain gets stabbed in the stomach he gets stabbed in the chest and I think he gets his Achilles heel uh nicked by by Oberon with his with his spear with um with like some poison on it um Oh man, that, that just trying to remember this whole scene is just so gory and, and freaky to me. Um but yeah, so he, he jumps on top of him and this is the part where he's just gouging his eyes out. He's got his big ass thumbs in Oberin's in Oberin's eyes and Oberyn's just screaming bloody murder and he's while he's on top of him, he's giving his confession. And that's so fucking OG. Like that oh man, just the way he did it, he was just like and I split her skull like this and and um, then he smashes his skull in while Oberyn's just screaming. And you know Oberyn's lady um, I, I, oh I can't I can't uh, remember her name off the top of my head right now. Oh jeez, what was her name? Anyways, um, something sand. Um, she ends up just screaming her head off like because you know she told Oberyn before the fight like oh like like don't leave me al- alone in this world and he's like never my love and um uh, Oh man it was just. Yeah, just watching that that whole scene Elleria Elleria yeah that's that was her name oh uh, yeah it was just I don't know it's, it's so that's honestly one of the episodes that while I love watching that fight that little I don't know two minute part where the mountain just jumps on top I, I gotta like kind of like just get ready for it I gotta a brace for impact on that one um a couple other notable things in that episode is with the wildlings when they attack moles town um well as you know like or not as you know but gilly's over there and uh this was this was like a weird time for gilly and sam because sam was like oh i don't want you here at the night watch um at castle black um you know we got a lot of people here that have been rapers murderers and whatever they and it's just nothing but men so i'm getting you the freak up out of here takes her to molstown uh she's like cleaning up and doing other shit whatever (laughs) but the wildlings attack molstown um, letting everybody know that you know they're they're over the wall and they're they're um they're getting closer to uh to Castle Black you know with their hundred thousand men army. What was cool though is that uh, Ygritte um actually let Gilly go. She sees her and the baby hiding in the corner, and I think she knows that she was a wildling at one point. And she just you know she's like Shh, you know don't say anything. Um, and this episode is also where Grey Worm and Misande you know finally notice each other. Um, this is also not actually, you know, I won't say finally notice each other. Cause there's always been like that weird connection, but this is where like they see each other, um, you know, without any garments on. And that's when I guess Misande and Grey Worm both notice like, Oh, like you're taking an interest in me. Like you're watching me and you know, whatever. So, um, as you know, this show is very, um, there's a lot of nudity, right? So that it's not that, um, that they didn't notice each other before. It was just that they noticed each other without any garments. And it it in this show it's kind of a kind of a bigger deal um, because they because they show that that part of it. Um, but also over there in, in the City Marine, this is when Daenerys has actually found out that Jorah has been spying on her since the beginning. Um, whether or he whether he stopped or not, he was still spying on her. But she found out and she exiled him from the city. Um, this is another cool episode because Reek actually pretends to be Theon Greyjoy and that's how Ramsey proves to Roose Bolton um that he's you know he's his son and not that he's a son but that he's eligible or um that he's worthy of being his heir to the Dreadford and um <clears throat> and this is how they get Mo Kalen back as you know Theon pretends to be or um Reek pretends to be Theon Greyjoy and he tells the Ironborn there like oh like you know I'm your I'm your leader and you gotta you know we gotta surrender yada yada Um, so that, that was cool how you played them. So yeah, that was a, that was a, that was another episode that I liked a lot. Um, the next episode that I'm going to be talking about is actually, um, the children episode, which is season four again, um, with my season fours in episode 10. Um, the children was really interesting to me. Um, so Tyrion, as we know, his trial by combat had, um, had pretty much his sign sealed, delivered his fate from the gods that he was going to, um, he was going to die because Oberon died. Right. Oberon was his champion. He was like, you know, trial by child by combat. Um, yeah. So he, he was going to die. Um, but they, but they throw a curveball at you again. Um, this is one of the few curve that I was like, okay, like I liked it, but I wish they would have happened with Oberon. Um, but even though Oberon died, Tyrion lived, right? But not only did Tyrion live, he took some people along with him. So Tyrion gets freed by Jaime, um, with the help of Varys. Um, but before he goes to go see Varys, after he gets freed, Tyrion goes to see his father at the, um, at the Tower of the Hand, and he notices somebody, you know, the backside of somebody that he, that he's once laid with. And who is it that he sees freaking Shay. So we see Shay and she's like, Tywin, my lion. And I'm like, mm, this bitch. So we're watching it and she grabs a knife. He heads over to her. He strangles her so passionately with the necklace that he had gotten her, a gold necklace. Oh wait, you know what? I actually don't remember who got him or who got her the necklace. It might have been Tywin. I thought it was Tyrion, but you know, I'm just gonna go with Tyrion right now and i have to correct myself later. I'll I'll put it on another on another podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah. So Tyrion kills Shay, and then he finds his father on the privy, and he goes to see his father, and he's like he um he's just talking with him. He's like, You would you know, you were gonna have me killed. Like, you know, I'm your son and um, Tywin's just trying to con him. He's trying to like, you know, have like the upper hand of the conversation. And um he's like, Oh, like, you know, like I, I admire you actually, yada 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 yada. And Tyrion's like, you know, call her whore one more time. Or and uh Tywin's like, um, something about, Oh, what what, you're afraid of a dead whore? And he shoots him and he's like, You shot me and you know, It it was just it was the the dialogue between that was just was just fucking weird, but um, Yeah, it's with this, actually it's with the same crossbow that Tyrion had, um, or no, that um, Joffrey had, that he killed Ros with. Um, So, you know, just a little, little back history on the crossbow piece. Another good part of this episode, besides the whole Tyrion killing Tywin and Shay thing, is um, Bran, Jojen, Mira, and Hodor, um, Hodor, (laughs) I'm just kidding. Jeez, that was horrible. Uh, Let me try it again. Uh, Hodor. Yeah, anyways. um, So Hodor, um, all four of them finally make it to the Three-Eyed Raven. There's some whites that rise up from the ground and actually kill Jojen, which is how he knows that that they had made it a little bit before that. um, Jojen has like a little vision on what had happened. And Jojen knows, you know, what's going to happen to him. Um, But the Children of the Forest actually help Um, with the fight after Jojen, um, you know, gets messed up, you know, he's over there just laying down, getting shanked in the in the tummy, and um, the children children of the forest is like, oh hey, let's go help! Boom, throw some fireballs at the whites, um, and what what else happened with that? I think that was pretty much it, right? Yeah, then they just go into that little cave, and then Bran finally meets the three-eyed raven. But another badass thing about this about this episode was this is where we see the Hound get bested by Lady Brienne, and that fight was dope. I, that was one of my more favorite fights um, throughout all of Game of Thrones, to be honest, because Brienne was just a fucking massive monster, and she just whoops the Hound's ass, who pretty much looks like the Hound could like take anybody, you know, as long as he's got a good a good meal before that, right? Um, and then Arya just leaves the Hound to die, um, so that that was that was pretty cool. Um, some other stuff that happens in this episode, um, in the beginning, John actually meets up with Mance, um, Mance Raider and, um, Stannis as Stannis Baratheon, um, intervenes. Um, and he which is pretty, pretty cool because the way that, um, oh, what was his name? Um, Giant's Bane. Damn it. What was his name? Tormund. Tormund Giant's Bane refers to. The cavalry um, jumping into that fight as cutting as a piss cutting through snow, which is you know how he refers to that to that massacre that happened with the fight. Um, so yeah, we got to see that. That was pretty cool. Um, this is also the episode where Kyburn transforms the mountain into that freakishly strong, ugly thing. Um, you know that starts working for Cersei. Um, this is also where Daenerys locks up Viserion and Regal. And another thing that happens before um, before Tywin dies is um, is Cersei actually she gets some balls on her, and she's like, hey, um, I don't know if you know this, but you know me and my me and my brother are actually fucking, and that's why we got these blonde haired kids. And Tywin's like, nah, like I don't believe in. And, and she's like, oh, it's true, it's it's true, baby. Like you know, like this this is what's going on. And yeah, so yeah, that, that happens. Um, you know, so she's got some balls on her. Um, she's definitely one of my favorite, if not my favorite female character in, in all of Game of Thrones. Um, but this brings me to the last episode I'm going to talk about. Um, in this last episode, I'm not going to go too much in depth with it because it's really just a huge battle. It's, it's one of the biggest battles that's ever happened in all of TV history. Um, I believe is what I read. Um, but it's, it's so, it's so freaking dope. Um, and and even if you don't like season eight, you gotta watch this fight. Uh, you gotta watch this 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 battle go down. Um, and the battle that I'm talking about is the long night. Now, I I realize that a lot of people did not like this this episode because it was just too dark, right? But you guys, it's called the long night for a reason. What what do you, what do you think of when you when you think of night? The darkness, right? And it, like I expected it to be really dark. I watched this episode with you know with my with my sunshades on with or not sunshades on what are they called um the things that block out the sun from yeah sunshades right things that block out the sun from your from coming inside your house um you know i had my blacked out curtains on um you know not because this episode but not because this episode is so dark but just because i i wanted to to watch this this episode um in the dark because it's called the long night and i wanted to get the feel for it right so some notable deaths in this episode um, I guess I can you know I guess I'll talk with that. Um, some notable deaths are or um, the the new Lord Commander Ed um, you know he he dies um, Lady Mormont who goes out like a freaking G against that giant this one of the smallest most fiercest characters goes out from a fucking giant a giant that's a white I might add stabs him right in the fucking eye dude it was so badass but yeah lady lady liana mormont um lord beric dondarrion um you know he he dies um he dies actually saving um saving aria pretty much um you know remember, remember he's just standing there in that corridor and he's just getting shanked and giving them giving sandor and and um and Arya time to go run into that room um but yeah he he dies um who else dies? Ah, oh, jeez, jeez, jeez. Um, oh, Theon dies, and you know what, guys? That to me, see, I didn't, I didn't really care for Theon's character, but I did love his 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 character arc. Um, he was just a little twat in the beginning, and then he redeems himself after he gets his dick cut off. Um, but he really redeemed himself when he was when he was protecting Bran in this fight. Um, so as you get, or I I need to stop it saying as you guys know, but, um, so Bran was in, um, was in the Godswood, and he was pretty much being left as bait, right? For, for the night King, um, to come get him. Um, and Theon and some other members of, of the, um, of the Greyjoys, um, they were standing there as archers and they were picking off the, the whites, you know, one by one. And um Dion just redeems himself with what had happened with Theon taking the castle over from Bran and Rickon um, you know, earlier in the uh seasons. And he's telling um, you know, he's he's sitting there telling Bran, like, you know, hey, like, you know, I'm I'm sorry for everything that happened and um, Bran just Brand just looks at Theon and he's like, "Theon, everything that you've done has brought you right where you need to be." And then he's like, "Home." And you could tell Theon just needed to hear that. I th- I think Theon, Dion, Dion. I think Theon went there knowing that he was gonna die. Um, I mean, I I'm guessing they all knew that they were gonna die, but him more so because he was just like, "You know, I'm. This is what my life has led up to, and this is what this is what's gonna happen." Um. But you know what got me though? Seriously, with Theon's death. Was right before, you know, all the whites are around him, and it's just Theon and Bran. And Theon was, um, um, no, it was Bran. Bran calls Theon, and he's like, "Theon, you know, um, he's like, you're a good, you're a good man, Theon, and thank you." And then after that, Theon goes, you know, goes against the Night King, and he's rushing towards him with his spear. Um, like he can do some shit, but he can't, you know, because it's the Night King, and. And let me just say this, Arya has been fighting her whole life, pretty much since she started fighting, to go against, you know, the god of death, and the Night King represented the god of death. So while I wanted Jon to kill the Night King because of all their history and him going back and forth with the Whites, yada 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 yada, um, it made sense on why Arya was the one to do it, and foreshadowing when Arya fought against Brienne. Um, when she did that little move, I knew that shit was gonna play in the in in some way, shape, or form. Um, with with what's her or with with somebody dying and Arya being the one that that actually did it. The way that when she was fighting Brienne, how she just dropped her sword, and I was like, ooh, that's gonna play a part later. And sure enough, it it did. When Arya killed the Night King, you know, she was getting ready to to stab him right behind right behind his back, and he turns around, he grabs her, and. She just like, oh, here we go. And she drops it and then she grabs it and then she gets him right in the belly and it kills all the White Walkers. Um oh, you know who else freaking died? Was um was Jorah. Jorah Mormont. And um oh and Melisandre, she dies too. Yeah. She finally is like, you know what, I can rest, whatever. I don't know what the hell's going through her crazy ass head. Um, she takes off that, that ruby of, you know, that, um, red ruby of power, I guess we'll call it right now. And she walks out and, um, out into the snow and she just evaporates pretty much with her old ass. Um, uh, but Jorah, yeah, Jorah dies. Um, Jorah dies protecting Daenerys and I wouldn't have had, oh man, I don't, I don't know. I don't know actually. Cause I think he could, have I think he could have thrown a little curveball with John killing Daenerys later on in, in the um in the season. You know what? No. No. That's where he yeah, that's where he des- deserved to die. Was by her side. He died fighting for the woman that he loved and for the cause that he believed in. And yeah, he died with a purpose. So you know what? Yeah. I, I like the way that he died. Um But overall, that whole fight, um, that whole fight scene, that whole battle was epic. Um, the way that John stood up against the um against Viserion um when Viserion was was a uh, was a white a white dragon um yeah um the way that Samwell was one of the people towards the end that you know one of the most scared characters you know he was there you know fighting to the end um yeah it, that was one definitely one of my one of my favorite battles um but yeah so that that pretty much that pretty much sums up all my favorite Game of Thrones episodes Um, like I said, guys, you guys can always find me on my, um, you know, that you guys can always find me on my Instagram or my Twitter, Twitter, or my Twitter handles, um, you know, data for Twitter and, um, catching up with the catching up with crimson podcast for my Instagram. Um, let me know what your guys you know, top five, um, favorite game of Thrones episodes are as well. Um, you know, just drop me a comment or send me a, a DM. I know for my last, um, Oh, what was my last? Jeez, now I'm, I'm I gotta get into my archives. Um, what was my last episode about? Oh, jeez, 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 jeez. Oh, it was about my Harry Potter characters, and somebody actually messaged me, which is cool. Um, they said they wanted to rename or uh, um, remain anonymous. Um, I don't know why it's not like it's a big deal, but hey, I respect your respect your wishes. Uh, somebody actually messaged me saying um, that Remus, after all the stuff that I named for him um, on my last episode, Remus Lupin for Harry Potter was now their f- favorite Harry Potter character. So, um so, Hey, thanks for listening. Seriously it means a lot. This is why I do this. Um, you know, I just celebrated, you know, a hundred listens overall for the show um, or yeah, for the episodes. Um, So, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you guys are listening and, you know, like I said, I'm going to start integrating some music here soon. I'm just trying to get better with, you know, everything going on with audacity and th- these programs or whatever, but seriously guys, thank you for listening um, you know, catch me on my Instagram or my, or my Twitter. And, um, you know, this has been one of my more favorite episodes of the Catching Up with the Crimson podcast, but, um, yeah. Um, so yeah, thanks. Thanks for joining and I'll catch you guys on the next time of Catching Up with Crimson. Thanks.